The Elevator, an original story by April Sadowski. Once in a while, you'll meet strange devices, those who you have no control over, but those who quite possibly have control over you. Such is the case with a certain elevator in a most commonly overlooked residential apartment building in the busy metropolis of New York, just south of the Irish district of Inwood. We see this story unfold through the eyes of a certain girl and her brother. We join Sally, the daughter of a well-known philanthropist, as she takes one of her music students to her apartment for tutelage. Here we are again, West 121st and Lennox. Miss Sally, are we going to take a ride up in the elevator? I don't know how comfortable I am taking a ride in those newfangled devices. Oh, but Miss Sally, you have to want to. It's the latest thing since motorized transport. And those things I'd rather not be in either. Why not? What would happen if you got into an accident? They go so terribly fast, and a wholesome buggy collision couldn't be anywhere near as bad as all that bent metal and such, the likes of which come from motorized transport. Nothing more than a scratch, I would think. You aren't as high up as you would be on a horse. Too true, my dear boy. At any rate, I would rather not risk it. Good day, Miss Owens. Hello, Ralph. Good to see you. How are you doing? Well, Miss Owens, and yourself? Oh, I'm quite pleasant at present. How goes your wife and children? Also doing well, Miss Owens. Our eldest has gotten a job in the factory as a foreman. He's doing fine for himself. Good to hear. I shouldn't keep you longer. It's best to get you out of the cold. Yes, indeed. Oh, Miss Sally, can't we just please use the elevator? At least just this once. Will you not cease to be so persistent? Not hardly, Miss Sally. Very well. Good day, Miss Owens. I don't recall seeing you here before today. You trying out the elevator for the first time? Michael wants to ride it. It's not my preference. I think walking up the stairs to be quite healthy exercise. He is carrying his musical instrument in the case, though. It is rather clunky to haul up such a long flight of stairs, you know. Quite. Uh, Please, mind the gate and uh, come along. And so Sally Owens and her student took a ride on the elevator. Sally was not just excellent at music. She also was quite the talent when it came to art. Many had said her portraits looked so lifelike that it was hard to imagine she did them herself by hand. Some thought they were just photographs. Her students were always in awe of her masterful talents. Quite often, she would hire people to give them a chance at something better in life, better than a factory job. The city still talked about the Triangle Fire. As the hours passed, two of those new hires, although unbeknownst to them, were approaching the apartment building that evening. Not sure what to expect, or why Sally Owens had taken an interest in them. I can't imagine why she called us here, brother. I know we aren't poor, but we certainly aren't rich like her either. Maybe she knows I'm an artist too. Obviously not as talented as her. Maybe she wants me to gaze at true artistic perfection. Come on, we're going to relate. Stop talking. But... You want to make a good first impression, don't you? 
Of course I do. Then keep walking. I can't wait until they put a train in here. I keep hearing they'll put one in. Last I heard it wouldn't be until 25. It would be so much cheaper for us to ride, and we'd be able to travel faster than motor cars on the road. I know, Mary. I know you know. I'm just rambling aloud. Which you do much too often. Ah, oh, shush, you <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. Good day, ma'am. Sir? Good day, sir. I've not seen you two before. Sally Owen sent for us. Did she now? Uh, she's a kind-hearted woman. She's always helping fellow citizens. Who said she was helping us? Oh, pardon, sir. I thought by your clothes... It's all right, we understand. This place is magnificent. Too much for the likes of us. Sure, we have enough means, but not enough to live in a place like this. Under the care of yeah. Miss Sally, perhaps one day... That would be the goal. Well, come on in and do take the elevator. I'm sure you'd enjoy it. You have an elevator. Sure do, ma'am. So Mary and her brother Cedric proceeded into the apartment building. They were in awe at the mirrored walls and a giant crystal candelabrum above their heads. As the elevator had been in existence for more than 50 years, it wasn't necessarily a new technological advancement. However, most buildings hadn't had them because they were built pre-invention. As the two entered the elevator, they were greeted by the uniformed liftman. Where to? To Sally Owens. Yeah, sure thing. Mind the gate. It's the 15th floor. We'll get you up in no time at all. Is this your first time on an elevator? Yes, sir. You are in for quite a treat then. Oh, my. Yes, it gives you an odd sensation. You know, I was a pilot in the Great War. And sometimes, it makes me feel like I'm flying. If only for a little while. You're in the Great War. Oh, yes, sir. I spent a great deal of time in France. That away, ma'am. Sally's will be the first door on the left. Tank. Oh, he's already going back down. Do you hear that? It sounds like she is entertaining some guests. Why would she have us there if she has guests? I'm certainly not dressed for a dinner party. I'm also not born well enough not to make a fool of myself. I don't know, Mary. I think we shall soon enough know. Yes, let's go in then. As soon as the two Irish siblings entered the room, they both gasped in surprise. Sally's guests were mostly upper middle class, as much as the two could tell from the clothing the others wore. She had a gallery of art to their left, and the room they had entered was very large and impressive. The walls were yellow, and the floor tiled. There were massive shelves in the room that housed some of Sally's sculptures and ceramic pieces. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yes. The paintings are truly magnificent. I see some that are self-portraits, but they look so real. As if you were looking at her through a mirror. And you see this one? It's a reflection of itself. It looks like actual light is flowing in, but it's paint. How does she make it look as though the sun crept onto it? I don't know. What? Look at those dresses. Oh my. I wonder why she decided to hang them up on the walls. 
as though they were art as well. I do love the silk ball gown with that white lace and gold embroidery and purple velvet shawl. They look wonderful. Tis like a museum in here. It might be. <laughs> My father has died, you see, and I've kept it a secret for quite some time. He had a great debt to pay and it was all done for. His entire empire. All I have left is this apartment and whatever is in it. Therefore, I've hardly a cent to my name. I could, of course, auction these pieces off, but I couldn't live without my work surrounding me. They're like my children, in a way. I invited the two of you here because I need someone to look after my apartment for me while I work. I'm going to have to find a job to afford my lifestyle, which isn't as extravagant as it used to. I have taken music students, but it isn't enough. The owners of this complex, however, assure me that if I can pay only a quarter of what the rent would typically cost, then I can keep it as long as I like. I'm looking for someone who can bring up food for me, watch my paintings, and keep the apartment in order as much as possible. If you accept, you can live here free of charge. <sighs> Sounds too good to be true. Free rent? Fine. We'll do it. Thank you, friends, for offering to so quickly help me. Once my guests disperse, I will set you on your first assignment as I try to find a job. As the guests left, a painting came into view. It was a large painting of Sally, but no one thought Sally had painted it because it didn't look real. Real as if she could step out of the frame at any moment, as her other ones did. The two siblings looked at it from a distance, but didn't bother to ask Sally who had done it, for she interrupted their thoughts. You may go where you like while I look for a job. I only ask that you bring up some meat from the lobby when I return. The clerk will know where it is. Here is the key to the apartment. I will be writing correspondences presently. I shall see you when you return. I would assume you'd need to get some belongings together to accommodate for your stay here. You can take these champagne glasses down with you. The apartment's restaurant was so kind to provide me with them. Cedric, let's go on the elevator again. Sure. Minded. Step. Mary and Cedric both were mortified as they tripped upon entering. Excess liquid from the glasses had splashed upon the passengers. To their luck, nothing broke. Instead of yelling at the two Irish people, they laughed heartily at each other. Mary and Cedric were puzzled, but decided to laugh along with them. The uniform lift man didn't show a hint of emotion, as if this sort of thing happened all of the time. Once you get down to lobby level, please get something to clean up the mess that you've made. Yes, sir. Mind the gate. How did that happen? I don't know. I was even watching where I was going. We both tripped at the same time. 
I can't explain it. Are you sure you want to ride on the way up? Do you really want to walk up 15 flights of stairs? No, not really. Then we're going back up on it when we get to us meets. I forgot. Did Sally tell us where they were? The clerk. Oh yes, well then let's go to the front desk. May I help you? Sally told us to get the meats. Right away. That is quite a lot of meat. You do know why she asked for them, don't you? No. You might want to ask her then. Oh, we have spilled some champagne in the elevator. The lift man said we should get something to clean it up. Do you have any towels we could use? Usually that is a job for our maids, but they have taken off for the night. You have no after-hour maid service. We used to before the Great War. We are starting to get back to our workforce. I'll be right back as I fetch the towels for you. Why do I get this feeling that someone's keeping a secret from us? You get that feeling as well. Ever since we got here, I just didn't want to mention it. I didn't want to upset you. You've done a fine job of that already. Come on, that's hardly fair. I'm just saying how I feel. I wasn't sold on the idea of helping Sally. I mean, I wanted to help her, but what she was offering. What else could we do? Mother and father are dependent on us to bring in money for the rest of the family. We can't just sit by and do absolutely nothing. But she didn't mention anything about us getting paid. Stepping stones, Mary. Let this lead to bigger and better things. Sally is well known and respected. Having her on your memorandum. True. I hadn't thought of that. I did. Here are a few towels I found. I took the liberty to wetting one so hopefully you can dilute what had spilled. Thank you. I'll get the cart later. I think we should clean up first. At least he was accommodating. Indeed. Can you get the button for the elevator? Yes. One moment. Mind the gate. We will. And the step. You can clean up while I leave the elevator down here. When you go take the towels back to wherever you got them from, I'll be on my way back down. I have a buzz from a higher floor, and I don't want to keep them delayed too long. We'll be fast. Hand me the wet towel. I'll apply, and you can use your towel to dry. Okay. I don't think scrubbing is the way to go about this. I do believe that if you were to do that, you would just set any stains in further. Try and mop it up instead. As the two siblings cleaned up as best they could, Miss Sally Owens was looking into what could possibly be taking so long. She had since exited her apartment and was waiting at the elevator for the lift man. She tapped her fingers against her bare crossed arms, waiting impatiently. She was also quite hesitant to take a ride on the elevator again, but she feared she would miss the two if she took the stairs. She could tell Cedric enjoyed it and knew he'd want to ride on it again. Eventually, the elevator made its way up to floor 15 and the doors opened for her. Good evening. Good evening. Have you seen two people, a girl and a boy? They're teenagers, I think. 
They are in my employ. Yeah, uh, they're in the lobby. Do you know what's keeping them? <sighs> hmm. Perhaps you should come down with me and ask him yourself. Now there's no reason to be cryptic. What happened? We accidentally tripped and splashed champagne inside the elevator. We cleaned up the mess though, and we were ready to pick up the meat cart. It doesn't matter. I won't have any guests coming in now. I've found a job. It isn't much pay, but it will be good enough for me. What is it? I will be a receptionist for a construction business. They had openings for roofers, and when I went there to see if there was other work, they suggested the desk job. They were extremely desperate for dependable help. You two should go on up with the meat. I'll follow you up. Sally and the two siblings made their way into the elevator. And the whole way up, Mary was in thought. She wondered why this woman would have need for a whole cartload of meat in her room. Once the elevator reached floor 15, the gates opened and no one tripped while exiting, much to the relief of the two Irish people. They followed Sally to her room as the lift man made his way back down. They entered the room and saw a pile of bread and cheese. I make sandwiches right now, if you were wondering. It's why I needed the meat. The landlord has parties a lot and they've entrusted the catering to me. They supply me with goods and I provide them with the finished product. They said I could use part of that to pay my way, but it wasn't enough to cover all of my necessities, so that is why I needed to secure a job. The first day working for Sally was a dream to Mary and her brother. They expected to find a princess, only to discover a poor woman struggling to keep her legacy alive. All the while, Mary seemed to hear people singing in her head, only when she traveled on the elevator. They sounded sad, but she couldn't make out anything more. As the years passed, the trio managed to have fun and Sally kept painting. She finished a painting every five years and eventually made enough money for the two to move on in their lives. Mary had caught the eye of a well-born man who didn't mind indulging her to every convenience that could be afforded. Cedric moved forward as the manager of the very same building that housed Sally. When Mary was old enough to have grandchildren, she would tell them about the fabulous parties held at the house of Sally Owens and that enjoyable elevator. It was in those years that Mary was invited back for a party along with her husband. Mind the gate, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Now, where to? Sally Owens, please. Floor 15. Right away. Yes, sir. Why, Mary, what a pleasant surprise. You've brought along your dashing husband, Frank. 
I'm really glad to see you're doing well, Sally. Oh, Frank, you know I wouldn't be doing well if it weren't for Mary's assistance years ago. I know, but I'm still glad you're back on your feet. Remember, I was a friend of your father's. He never mentioned his friends much, like anything else. You know I would have helped you if I knew. He was very secretive about anything relating to his personal life. As am I. We shouldn't keep you. We can socialize while you see to your other guests. Mary, you're the guest of honor. I am? A little surprise I kept from you, dear. I would have had Cedric as well, but he couldn't make it. Quite a shame, I should say. Here, let me introduce you to my friends. I'm sure they would love to meet you. I recognize some of them from other parties you have held. Yes, but you weren't married to me then. They will acknowledge you now, and probably not even remember you from before. Truly? Unfortunately, such is the way of the world. I do not like it, but it is what it is, and I must follow. Mary, let's not argue. Sally, please, proceed. And so, Sally showed off Mary to her guests, and they had a lovely night, all things considered. When Mary left the party, she took a glass of punch along with her and punched the button for the elevator. It opened, and as Mary entered with her husband, she tripped, splashing punch all over a crowd of younger folks. The punch flew over the elevator interior, and Mary was washed in the recollection of her younger days when she tripped with her brother Cedric. As time had begun to pass, New York started to reach for the sky as Mary grew old. As she approached the old building, now turned hotel, she made her way into it. She wanted one last look at Sally Owen's apartment, which had been in her care since her passing. She was notified of a break-in a few weeks prior, but wasn't able to check into it until this very day. She made her way slowly with the help of a cane into the building which had developed into its own work of art. There were escalators everywhere and massive elevators. Those didn't impress her. She was still entranced with the little elevator she remembered. She saw it, almost hidden behind a large potted tree. It was marked as a service elevator. It was hard for Mary to believe it once held glamorous party-goers and millionaires, yet here she was, one of those millionaires ready to take a ride. She gulped down a drink from a water bottle she had been toting around with her. She pressed the button for the elevator, and a uniformed man opened the gate. Where would you like to go, ma'am? This is a service elevator, but if you're keen on the historic aspect of traveling in it, I'd be happy to oblige. To Sally Owens. The world goes white for Mary as she trips into the elevator. She can hear the people singing, but this time she can make out the words. They say, look to the ceiling, look to the floor, get out of the door, and you're on me once more. The world is bathed in color again as the elevator doors open and Mary walks out. She makes a left down to Sally Owen's apartment, the hallway dark and unused, apparently being prepped for a remodel. The door to Sally's apartment is ajar and Mary walks in. The tiles to the floor are gone. Gray cement peeks out from underneath. The walls are stripped of decorations. The tables are upside down. And Mary notices a dusty painting leaning against one. She turns it over to see a large portrait of Sally that someone painted. It was ripped, and a long tear splits her face in two. Sally. As Mary smooths the canvas up to connect the two pieces of her face, she turns to the room that once held her beloved paintings. 
She gets up, turning to one solitary painting. As Mary looks at it, the painting Sally did of herself, she notices movement. Sally moves from the canvas and walks out of the painting. She beckons for Mary to follow her into the painting. Mary does not hesitate. And once she does, she sees that they are back in the 1920s. She sees familiar faces, including a youthful Sally, and her brother, and her late husband, Frank. Welcome back, Mary. The Elevator was written and produced by April Stowski. The voice actors you have been listening to are as follows. Stephanie Davis as Mary. Seth Jones as Cedric and Clark. Nicole Wilkes as Sally. David Botcher and Jason Bertuccio as the Liftman. Glenn Haskell as the Doorman and Narrator. Seth Bramwell as Michael. Rip Elliott as Frank. And myself, April Sadowski, as the female guest. For more out-of-this-world audio, visit us online at Nother Audio, www.nother.us. Thanks for listening.